morning, Eddie. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. You want to say that again for everybody? Where's the record button? Where is it? I can't. (laughs) With a red button that I've mashed twice a week for months, I cannot obviously. Right. Annie F. Downs. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back to a new week. Welcome to a new week. We're doing it. Um, also, fun fact, first day of fall, apparently, officially I today. I know. I'm so glad for it. Except that also the, means that our time change is coming. But I think it's not till no, like November. Oh, have we talked about my inability to handle a time change? I'm No, we haven't. But guess who's not surprised? Me. <laughs> you know so, that go ahead. I freak out and I wake up because, you know, I can't do time and directions. We've talked about this. So, I mean, I... I it's not as bad since I'm I don't have like an alarm a Sunday morning alarm set to wake up and be at work. But right. back when I used to have to like wake up and be at church, I I would wake up ten times a night checking my phone. I, I like I don't understand the time change. I always have to ask Brian, okay, so what happens tonight at one o'clock? Does it become twelve o'clock? Or yeah, does but it in twenty twenty it doesn't matter, right? Because you just wake up and your phone has changed. Yes, that is correct. But then, yes, so it's less critical now. But I just don't conceptually, I don't, like, spring forward, fall back. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> that is that is literally righty-tighty, lefty-loosey. It is so easy that they already told you spring forward, fall back. But I don't know what that means. So <laughs> you're saying that... So you that at one forward o- an hour. So that at 1 o'clock, it will turn into 12 o'clock at some point soon? Yes. And my favorite joke is I saw someone on Instagram, one of those memes say, let's just skip it this year. I don't think we need an extra hour in 2020. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. Can we just Can we shorten this whole forward thing? in November? <laughs> oh. Yes. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, yes. But I like I, I like this time of year. It is getting pretty dark early and late, which is my the only thing I don't like about all this. It's the only yeah. downside to me. We I love a, the weather. We had a long talk about it yesterday at the office because we were, you know, we're reading John Eldridge's um, Get Your Wild Life Back. No, mm-hmm. Get Your Life Back. And he is in the chapter we read this week was about getting outside. And so we had a long yeah. talk yesterday about like, OK, what's it going to look like when your working hours are the only daylight hours? And how do we still get outside and how do we get our jobs done and how do we trust that each other is getting our work done, even if someone goes outside from two to three, you know? So we had a big, long talk about it. I will tell you, I have actual fear about that. Not like, oh, I wonder what that'll be like. I have actual trepidation about that exact uh, conversation because both darkness and coldness are not things that I particularly enjoy working out in. And And you've built a rhythm of your exercises outside. And it's pretty critical. Like, I I feel like the springs are going to like, like all the springs are pretty tightly pushed inside this thing. And if if I cannot, I'm not by any means like avid runner, but during COVID, it's. Okay. But can I just say to you, Eddie, that you are not trusting yourself enough. You think if you, if you pull out any of these springs that the whole machine's going to fall apart as if you have not changed. Huh. Tell what do you mean? I mean, you're, you've you've done a lot of work mentally and emotionally around getting healthy physically. And and to say that your exercise changing or having to adjust to inside will make the whole thing fall apart is uh, to not trust the emotional and mental work you've done over the last nine months. Yeah, well, then that's true. 
because then I, I do not trust that. I know. <laughs> to, I know you don't. That's to, why I'm saying well, yeah, I feel true. some of that, too, because I am I am months behind you, but I have also been an outdoor exerciser this summer and spring. Yeah. And so I feel some of that, too. But I just want you to hear a friend say the work you have done is not just physical. Hmm. The work you've done is in every area of your life. And when one of the legs weakens, the other two are still strong. I only have two legs. Emotional, physical, and I'm mental. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm too, <laughs> I'm too mature. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I've seen that in some areas. So, like relationship to food and stuff, that's changed pretty drastically, yeah. and that's become much more. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't have a. Comp- I don't have. A, I don't have a good podcast return for it. I'm just you thinking don't have about to. it. I'm just saying it to you. This is just two friends yeah. really actually talking about something. I'm just saying to you what I need to say to me is that the darkness is not going to change my health. I can adjust. And that's what I said to my team yesterday. I was like, listen, we've built a rhythm since we've been, we started working from home March 13th and have been back in the office since July. And even since July, we have made priority to be outside, whether it's sitting outside to work or people going home early and exercising and then jumping back on and finishing their job and, and so the, I think I think a lot of us who have gotten who have found peace and respite from being outside fear mm-hmm. that we might lose that if the winter comes and it is and yeah. in the uh, days of possible more time at home because of illnesses. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. It's it's also it's the stakes seem higher because of just this year of basically being spending a vast majority of the year right. on our little piece of property. Yes. Um, I mean, a vast majority. Right. right. And uh, so it seems like the stakes are higher, but also like it worked out last year. Uh-huh. Like we figured uh-huh. I wasn't like, you know, seasonal affective disorder last year. It was okay. And yeah. also I got to remember I live in Florida, which it's not like a heart. I'm bracing for a hard winter. Right. It's, it's like 50. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but, but there is the, but for a Floridian, it'll be cold. But yes, yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. My friend Joe yeah. said to me this spring, "There's it's there's no weather you can't be in. It's just whether you have the right clothes for it." And I was like, "That is very because <laughs> she lives where it snows and gets real, real." And she was like, "Get a coat." When I was like, "What do I do?" Yeah. And she's like, yeah. "Get a coat." And I was like, "Oh told, yeah, good point." <laughs> I told you about the first time I went to DC for a work trip. Yes, yes, we yes, were, yes, yes. He's like, "You don't have a jacket." I'm like, "Who brings a jacket?" I right. Don't, I'm from Florida. I have a jacket, and I really do. I have two jackets: like very heavy, medium heavy, and sweatshirt. That's what I have. I guess mm. that's three. Um, yeah. Hey, I didn't even get to tell you about my weekend when we talked on Friday. That I we got to celebrate Mr. F Downs' birthday, professional success. All sorts of things. It was success. a big, fun weekend with Mr. F. Downs. And we I thought, talked about I you. I interrupted. I thought he was still, re- I thought he was retired. Uh, he still works some. And there can still, and so, yes, he's mostly retired, but he still does some work. Okay. All right. So yeah. tell me all about it. So it was great. We went to the lake house, as you know, and oh had went to a dinner at a restaurant outside, which my family has not been doing. And so that was really fun. And it was just great. And mainly I'm telling you to say, I know how much you like Mr. F Downs and the joy to celebrate him. And we got uh, to all weekend. It was really fun. I delight in him. And I delight also in, th- I, I think it will be so fun as a dad 
to have a child come back home. Like the, the idea of you somehow transporting yourself from city A to city B fully on your own <laughs> and then showing up with your own bags packed, right? Yeah, like you're an yeah. adult person yeah. and just like showing up and being like, hey, I would be, that would be very moving. It was very I think, fun. I feel like I understand. I, I feel like I'm going to cry a lot, especially as an yeah. older, like yeah. when the kids come home and you're just like, oh boy, uh, yeah. I can't say grace. I remember my, I was at my friend's house and his dad, they're like all the kids were back yeah, and yeah. they have a big family, uh, seven of them. Mm. Um, seven kids, all the grandkids were like, everybody was there, but they all live close to each other. And I remember the dad, the dad who was like sweet guy and older and he got up to say grace and he got like one word in and yep. was just crying and <laughs> yeah. then I'll, and then you look around because you kind of try to get a temperature of what just happened yep. and all the kids are laughing yeah <laughs> this happens every time that's right that's right so. and you're real moved by it and all the kids are you're laughing. like oh this is beautiful and you're like <laughs> right. oh i see right big ups to Debbie, Wendy, Jody, Rob, Scott, Kristen, Becky by the wow, way that's, wow 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 that's, those are my people that's great uh what yeah. y'all do this weekend what did we do this weekend? I have a hard time answering that question ever. I feel like I have no memory. I'm so bad at that. You How was your like day yesterday? Lived. Yeah. What would you have for dinner? I have no idea. I know I enjoyed it. Uh, yes, we saw, I think we saw some friends. Oh, no, no. My, uh, yeah, my brother and his wife and our niece, Isabel, came up and they hung Uncle out. Uncle Jimmy. Played. Uncle Jimmy came what up. And we And we just played. And then we were at the house all day and we just Played and hung out and Great. made tacos and were just with people and had the first, haven't had the feeling probably in 2020. And I'm going to just say this, love Uncle Jimmy and Uncle Jimmy sure. will understand this fully. But you know, like it's been a full long social day and yeah. somebody leaves and you're that feeling of like one person's doing the dishes, one person's cleaning up the teepee that they decided to make, yeah. one person's doing and then the house is clean and it's like six o'clock and everybody's just like quietly reading. And yeah. you're like, oh, we did it. We're socialed out. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't felt that in a long time. So yeah. we felt that on Saturday. That's and then great. Sunday did uh, walking church and TV church and uh, all that stuff. So. Oh, that's great. Um, did you get yeah. to watch Social Dilemma? Annie. Oh. We watched Social Dilemma. <laughs> did the girls watch it too or just you and Brie? Oh, God. No. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> we meaning <laughs> Brian and I watched it. No. <laughs> The girls don't even really have a sense of what social media fully is. Sure, and sure, sure. Hopefully by the time they get into the formative years of social media, that something's going to be fixed. Yes. I.e. the algorithm. Are, yeah, you hope so. For our friends that did not listen last week, we talked about last Tuesday, this Netflix documentary called The Social Dilemma. And Eddie and I both said we would watch it sometime last week and we would talk about it today. So let's yes. go. All right. Can we do we want to talk about it on a content or filmmaking basis first? Because I have oh, fascinating. About... Let's start with the filmmaking. Have you already have you already had a discussion with anyone about this? No, okay. no. But I have been I, I'm ready. OK, great, great, great. I watch constant documentaries. I've always got one going. I didn't know I that have... about you. Yeah, I love it. I can't get enough of it. Uh, I really am curious that the. the the cut to the drama scenes yeah yeah was jarring so there's a there is the documentary side of it and then they also have kind of a family acting like a you're watching vignettes as you go right i got to also say step back sorry to break the fourth rail here 
I am clearly, I'm just having a whole day right now. I'm just uh-huh. a little bit tired and just whatever. You are carrying this very well because uh, I know <laughs> that I'm not speaking in full sentences and I'm not at all thinking about podcasting right now. You're doing great. And I'm just helping people understand the two yeah, things you're talking about. And but I also just I, watched it last night. I would also normally be thinking about like, oh, okay, I got to explain this. But this morning I'm like, sure. to heck with it. You're you all having, can just yeah, that's watch fine. your own documentary. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay, go ahead. So, Sorry. So, so the cutting to that family scene yeah. was jarring. Some of them were good. Some of them I thought were a little uh, silly to prove a point, uh-huh. but it was like, there was like real actors in it. Yeah. The guy that played Pete Campbell from oh Mad Men Oh my gosh, Men is Pete in Campbell. It. Do you know I'm watching Mad Men right now? And I was like, Pete Campbell? No. And there's- You're watching Mad Men? For the first time ever. I, you know, this is one of my top three of all time. I understand why. I get it now. I didn't get it. Uh, I get it. We got to talk about this. So I talked much. to Mr. and Miss F Downs about it this weekend where I was like, I'm having this moment when I'm watching Mad Men of like, those are my grandparents and those are my parents. Like, oh, I understand. I mean, my, my family is very different than what you see on there. It's not that they've had similar <laughs> behaviors. It's that the time period, like my grandparents were grownups in the 60s. My parents were elementary in the 60s. And it uh. has been, it is fascinating the whole show okay. is fascinating but we we got to get back it. to Mad Men because yeah. I have deep passion around okay let's Mad I'm Men. making a note and I'm making a note maybe we talk lineage, about Mad Men on Friday yeah the lineage of Mad Men there's just a lot to that it's okay. an important show I'm making a but, note so come back on Friday okay. you guys for Mad Men so, we're gonna keep going on social demo yes Pete so, Campbell Camp, Pete, Pete Campbell's on there you know there's some real actors uh, but it was just a fascinating way to uh, position a documentary uh, it was also a little bit like so there's a point in it where Basically, they're following a family and each member of the family sort of has their own interaction with social media in different ways. So the mom in this story is waking up to the fact that the kids are on social too much and and is trying to limit it and getting pushback. The daughter is having and these are real things, right? But the daughter is because she's on social. She's having uh, she's struggling with like um, identity issues and the middle school daughter. yeah, is she's being bullied. So it's like, okay, right. social media bullying seen through her. My favorite one, though, was the son who yeah. was radicalized uh, yeah. into some sort of like nondescript, right. like local loud militia of violence that yes. kind of stared away from. But I think my favorite part of it was it happened in like nine seconds. Yeah, that's right. He went from like he went from taking being a, a good week dude. off the phone to right. suddenly... <laughs> suddenly agree, he's in a militia and i'm like well this was that was a quick turnaround he's very influenced <laughs> so that's all i have to say filmmaking wise but i thought it was very good and the guy with the red hair and i sorry i didn't, don't know his name you really could have just had a speech by that guy oh yeah one of the he experts from yeah. facebook who used to work at facebook right yeah 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 what'd you think um you know i i think a lot of it you and i did very very minimal texting about this before now and you made a really good point of like yeah it's what we have talked you and i have talked about here and in real life and what we know is that it just isn't great for our brains the amount we're intaking i don't think i realized one thing that the documentary does is it traces uh how intentional social media companies are about targeting us yeah and I don't think, I mean, I know that you and I can, if, if I say peanut butter enough times in front oh, of yeah. my phone, I'm going to start getting peanut butter ads. I recognize yeah. that happens, yeah. but I don't think I realize quite how, how targeted we are. Um, so, I, and I'll tell you the other thing that I would love for you to talk into as a parent 
is I I had moments where I, I genuinely was praying for my friends who are raising middle schoolers and high schoolers. While I was sitting there, I was going, Lord, you got to tell them what they don't know because this is this yeah. is too much for a middle school brain. Yeah, I have nothing other than the same trepidations with you yeah, right now. I feel yeah. grateful that my children are young enough that they are not asking for it, aware of it, mm-hmm. being peer pressured into it. Mm-hmm. We're still early enough in the curve that for our kids, I mean, there are some kids I know that are, I'm sure of this age that might be on some form of social media, but for our kids and where they're at and their group of friends, this just hasn't really entered the right. the, le- the desire yet. Um, but I cannot fathom being a middle school, like having a middle school Mm. child, having a high school child. And the only comfort I take in it is that I also couldn't have fathomed changing a diaper 15 years ago and Uh. raising a baby. Yet somehow that worked out. You know what I mean? Like I, I started to know parents. So the good thing is, is, you know, my friend Joe, like Joe and Annie Farrell, I, these are random. These are people whose parenting of teenagers, I would say, okay, I don't know how to do this, but I know that they're doing it. And so I'm yeah. going to say, I'm going to ask them, Joe, Annie, how did you, right. when they started asking for a cell phone in se- sixth grade, what did you do? Because yeah. I will, so that to me is the greatest comfort is somebody's traversing this. So yeah, that's right. You don't have to go first on this. I don't, I, Somebody thank did, God. but it's not us. Thank God. I don't have to go first. This yeah. is a pretty well-worn path at this point. It's been around long enough, yep. but at the same time, if I let the anxiety, the real anxiety, not just like anxiety that's out of nowhere, the real anxiety go, it's scary. Yes. I, that even just the, their access to their classmates. Yes. Like I knew 10 people in high school. <laughs> I said hi to other people. Yeah. And yeah. we walked around and would be in a class and make jokes. But when it came down to it, the only people I'm going to see on an evening or a weekend fluctuated in a group of about 10 of us. That's right. That, That's right. That was it. The highs and lows. And that was enough. The access and the location ability of everybody you know just in your high school blows my mind and I don't know how they can possibly handle that and I don't know how then access to the entire planet Eddie, <laughs> like two things happened to me my soft my, the end of my freshman year they passed out yearbooks yeah. Yeah. and in the yearbooks were highlights from last summer and there was a page of all the people in my class hanging right. out over the summer and I had I had no idea and no I idea. thought it, and it, last night I thought that happens Every day to high schoolers right now. And that happened one day a year to me. I knew one day a year what people were doing that were my distant friends, not my up close friends, my distant friends that were on the same soccer team as me or were football players. And I was the manager or whatever that I knew that way, but, but wouldn't have been hanging out with them on the weekends. But if, but today because of Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok and all the things we aren't even talking about the political side yet of all those things, those sweet babies feel that feel what I felt one day, (laughs) every day in some way or form. And I was like, I, yeah, I don't, I'm not strong enough. Same happened my senior year. I found out, I found out at our 10, I think I've told you this before. I found out at our 10 year reunion, things that were going on my senior year between like classmates who were dating and I didn't know all this stuff. And I was like, I I was left out of a bunch of things. 
I would have right. known that every day of my life instead of 10 years after it happened. Yes, 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 yes. I And and so I don't think it's all evil. I don't think it's all bad, but it is certainly too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and And here's what I know right now. I think the thing that I walked away from Social Dilemma really feeling was a sense of personal responsibility to get my own life in order. I don't yeah. know how to model this well for them. Yeah. I know I don't. Um, because I fully enjoy the Twitter jokes and I fully yeah. enjoy social media, but also I lived a full formative piece of my life up until deep into my 20s. I was not on social. That's right. So I just don't have the need for it that someone who is a native social media person would have. That's right. And I don't, mo and I just, I've got to realize like, I don't model it well. So, yeah. you know, I am starting to, the process and it is a process of closing down my personal Facebook account just yeah. because that's a thing. I just don't, I just don't need it. Yeah. There are things that I will mourn. I will be sad not to see certain things, but I, I've either got to model boundaries and model how to like put a phone away. You know, I set up the, I really set up pretty strict, uh, app limits or whatever it is. Yeah, screen time. Me too. Yeah, I did too. And Mine's I can't 9 tell you how, to 7 a.m. And it has changed my life. And it shut. Yes. And it shut me down. Yeah. And I really it's I'm like. And so that has dropped off significantly. Yep. I've I used to leave my phone in my room or, you know, in my office. And now I've kind of like it's always in my pocket. And you just yeah. it's those things that I'm thinking. I don't know how to help them when they get to an age where they're asking for it, because yep. I actually don't know how. I've come to terms with it on my own. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so important. that's good, Eddie. So that's my first step is, I, you know, and I, I'll also uh, mirror what you're saying and say, I think that's the right term. You said it's not all bad. And that is literally I, the thing. When I finished the documentary last night, I wanted to like preach. I wanted to like mm -hmm. say to people, I mean, it's, and I looked up the verse this morning in Genesis 50, it says it's this point where I think it's Mo, I don't remember who Moses. Oh, I'm not going to remember. Right. But the, the person in the Bible says what the enemy intended for evil, God will use for good in my life. It's Joseph. Yeah. It's Joseph. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's interesting because it's, he did not say what the, what was created that the enemy was using. It's what the enemy intended for evil. And that whole documentary says this, this was an accident, but it has become a beast we cannot control. And right. so what I found myself saying back to that documentary last night is what the enemy is trying to intend for evil. I'm also seeing God use for good. And, oh, yeah. and so we won't quit social media. We won't run from it. We will put boundaries around it and still be a part of, for me, still be a part of spreading the gospel using social media and bringing light and joy and peace to other people's lives through social media with really healthy boundaries. Like someone Saturday even said to us on Twitter, they were talking to both of us and they said, uh, I know Annie normally isn't on social media on Saturdays. Great. Great. No one thinks I'm being angry. No one thinks I'm being unkind. They just yeah. know I have a boundary about my weekends that yeah. I have I have to have a break because I, I can be so addicted to social media. So what mm -hmm. the enemy is intending for evil, Edward Koffeltz, you and I are going to partner with God and use for good, but also with healthy boundaries that keep us from being enveloped by the thing. When you preach, you use my full name. 
Oh, I and meant it. I mean, I've been is... lit up about that part of this. I want, I mean, I really, I like stood up when the documentary was over and I was Marco polling two of my best friends and I was like, <laughs> what they didn't say, <laughs> what they did not know, what they yeah. did not know about my Jesus is yeah. that he will take what the enemy's yeah. intended for evil and he will use it for good. Yeah. Well, I don't think that's a, I, I, I think that this documentary had a purpose and it was to prove a very specific point, And that is, it's bigger than you think. The algorithm is more deep than you think. That's and right. you they know you more are, than you think <laughs> you are the product. Yes. So, oh my gosh. How about when they said that if the, it was toward the beginning, the line was, if you're not paying for the product, you are the product. <laughs> Right. And so, <laughs> I was like, and so t- to me, a documentary is supposed to cover a, a, a like a, a one thesis. And the thesis of this was to help us understand the depth of the knowledge of social media, that right. this isn't just a free app you sign up for. And so to me, I'm like, OK, I'm I'm well warned. That's right. That's right. But at the same time, I did not have the feeling afterwards of, all right, I got to del- I got to shut it all down. Me either. Um, because. I also think about, and I know I'm just throwing out random names, like J.C. Howard. He's an actual human friend who I have had breakfast with when I was in D.C., who I care about, and we know each other. And it was a purely social media cultivated relationship over years. And that matters because I will look forward to the next time we shoot a quick text, how you doing? Or I'm in DC for something and we get together. So there are things of this that are real. Yeah. To me, it was, I've got to prune that which is not real in this. And the the low hanging fruit of that is amount of time spent and filling boredom. Mm-hmm. Like I, I got to either be bored or read a book or something, but just endlessly scrolling through. And I'm not being radicalized by social. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm reading silly jokes and yeah. friends updates and news sources. That's it's, right. It, it, but it's just, it's filling boredom. It's filling it's And it's just, it's mindless. So those yeah. are the low hanging fruit things that I realized yeah. like after this I can prune. And then the other one was, hold on, I've got personal Facebook, Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, and I see all the same names on all of them. Yeah. Why am I curating four things? Certainly yes. I can get rid of one right now. Yes. Uh, and so that was the, that was the other part of it. Uh, but I definitely think people should watch this documentary just to have a, this to me was social media 101. You understand the good stuff. You understand the stuff about like setting limits for yourself. We've talked about this. That's in the popular lexicon. But if you don't understand the depth of the algorithm that they're using to track you, and this isn't like crazy deep state NSA stuff. This is no, these are like the me. people who worked at Instagram and worked at Facebook. Right. Were, I mean, the guy who monetized Facebook was like, yeah, we we knew what we were doing. We knew right. that we we could track what you liked and we right. could call advertise. I mean, it's very not political. <laughs> it's right. very um, this right. is just the stats of what we did. And now a decade, 15 years later, we have some regrets because the thing we created took on a life of its own that we did not intend. Yeah, we've essentially, I feel like when I was watching it, it was like, okay, it's as if I've bought a brand new shiny car that I'm excited about, but I don't necessarily know where the gas and brakes are. Uh huh. Uh huh. This to me was like, I need to, this helps me understand all of the features of the car to make an informed decision That's right. about how I can drive or not drive. That's so right. I, this is, this gives you the full perspective, I think, of what social media is. Can I say something that was really crazy to me yeah, that I heard recently, though? You know how you said earlier that, 
if you say peanut butter enough, all of a sudden your phone will start yeah, showing you peanut totally. butter ads. The crazy thing that I heard a social media expert say is actually your phone isn't listening to you. The problem is it's so good at predicting what you're talking about is that it's hitting at the right time. So my phone isn't listening to me talk about wanting to drive a new a new truck. It knows that no. because of yeah, that's what he said. He said, you know, he's like, you you can make a case, and people aren't going to believe me. And but he said, I try they aren't it. they aren't listening as much as you think. The problem is they're guessing better than you could ever imagine. I can't be and, real. I'm trying it today with peanut butter. I'm just going to keep. There's no other reason that I would get peanut butter ads. Screenshot me. This is we're doing science. <laughs> we're doing Joseph and, and the neither, amazing Technicolor my, that's science right. my experiment. Phone is not on. It is right now. It is just sitting beside me, and I'm just keep saying peanut butter, and we're just going to see what happens because I just can't believe that my phone would happen to guess because I'm also thinking of another food, and I'm going to think about that food, but I'm going to say peanut butter and see which one they give me. <laughs> all right, I'm going to say David Blaine could do this. He could walk into your house right now and guess all of it. Well, he's he's he has he has dark arts. He has dark arts. <laughs> He has dark arts that I'm one million percent into. If that's the dark arts, count me in. Uh, I will his watch recent, that guy's YouTube like floating videos. away. Uh, Don't even get like me started on, on how like the up. Like what was the deal with the what's the what's the we're magic at, of that? We're at a half hour. Oh shit, um, you're right. And I, but we need. I have deeply, as you can imagine, I have a pretty strong opinion on this latest David Blaine stunt. I don't know anything um, about it. Are we? Do we need to talk about it Friday then? Pause the show. I'm typing David Blaine on this. What was okay. the other thing? Mad Men. I wrote it down. Okay. You said it so defensively. Yeah. No. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I just, I'm, I'm here for you. Annie. That was Annie, a teammate. Annie, I was just being sarcastic. You weren't, <laughs> you don't need to apologize. I was just being a jerk. I was just being, <laughs> that's what I was doing. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm not defensive. Um, okay. Um, yeah. Cause I really do want to hear your hot take on David Blaine because I don't care enough to have a hot take. So I'm very interested to hear yours. <laughs> You know, if there was a time to push the Jesse Carey button and have him oh, just hop on God, a show real us. quick, although he would overtake. I can't even tell you how I, the number of hours I've spent hearing him talk about David Blaine <laughs> without letting anyone else speak. I'll never get those hours back. So maybe we'll just do five minutes of David Blaine, an appropriate amount of David Blaine talk and then move forward. Oh, man. His new podcast, The List It, is so good. I'm just okay. loving it so much. I just okay. as another preview. He and I decided on what our list is going to be. I'm oh, not yeah, because you're going to be on his show. So he and I listed Food Network shows. We ranked Food Network shows and HGTV shows and hosts. And y'all have decided on what you're listing on your episode of List It? Yeah, because I kept thinking, and because Jesse's a real deep well oh, of, yeah. of, of weird of stuff. all pop culture, yeah. culture knowledge, yeah. and I thought, oh, what do we have in common? And I realized the the deep well that he and I both have in common is very deep, and so uh, that's all I'm that's all I'm going to say because it's oh. his show to promote. But I'm very excited. About when it. have y'all recorded it yet? No, I think we record next week. Oh, great. Okay, well, yeah, we'll just yeah. look forward to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, Edward. Well, we'll just let people go on their merry way, and we'll. See him back here on Friday talking about at least Mad Men and David Blaine, maybe some other things. Hold on. DoorDash just showed up with a case of peanut butter. <laughs> I got to get out of here. If you end up getting peanut butter ads instead of me, I'm going to be so jealous because I love peanut butter. Uh, or almond butter. Are you really actually like peanut butter? Yeah. I'm, I mean, almond is my second choice. Cashew butter can stay away from me, but I love almond butter. I love peanut cashew butter. Cashew butter can stay away from Ew, me. I just don't have time for <laughs> cashews ever. They are such a... You ever tried to make your own almond butter? 
No, I'm sure. You, have tr- y'all? Yeah, we tried. It's harder than you think to get yes. right. Yes. It's some things you're like, oh, why haven't I been making bread all along? Like I can make a pass a passing loaf of bread or yeah, pickles or sure. things we've talked about. Almond butter every time you're like, oh, I'm gonna have to choke this down. This isn't that good. <laughs> and for three dollars, I could have bought it at the store. <laughs> yeah, and it's like start with 19 pounds of almonds, then <laughs> quite a bit of sugar. And then some oil and grind it all up. And then you're like, oh, this still tastes like trash. You got a cup of peanut butter or almond you're butter. Like, <laughs> you're like, oh, and I've spent a lot of money on this. So yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat it. Yeah. Oh, that'll do. That's a good show ending. That'll do. All right, friends, go wash your hands. We'll see you back here on Friday. Bye, buddies. Bye.